0: Hey guys, this is Bark from the Back Row Fantasy Show, a podcast about fantasy football and the NFL in general that'll definitely bring you more joy than your average fantasy football podcast. Me and my co-host, Arms and Knit, bring you the weekly rigors of the NFL, picks and sits, we do some karaoke, some singing, some jokes, and we razz on each other like no other. Three dudes, lifelong friends, same
1: room, recording for you. Check us out, Back Row Fantasy Show, com listen where all podcasts are played
0: every time i I hear this song I get goosebumps and warm fuzzy feelings and I don't know it it puts me into a somber uh, mellow mood this song it's associated to one of my favorite shows of all time about a a sport that I never really cared for a show about a Texas family that lives in a small Texas town where the father was a coach of a high school football team And the show follows his career to getting his team to the state championship. Friday Night Lights. My guest today is also from Texas. A high school football coach and a father. Chris Daly is a man of many talents, including podcasting, an author, a board game designer, a football nerd, and much, much more. While outside of my element and comfort zone of not knowing a whole lot about the subject that we are talking about, we both hit a uh, common ground when it comes to board games and video games and even playing hacky sack. So uh, without further ado, I present to you Chris Daly. You do, hold on. You do 15 podcasts or different, different shows a week. Yeah.
1: Not, not all me being the host, but okay. I either produce them or I'm the host. Okay. Uh, Wow.
0: Yeah. wow man yeah, I'm, I'm like, kudos one of the, one of, to you
1: one of, the, one of the ops the original podcasters i think my show was the fifth one ever
0: okay so <laughs> and and uh okay where do you find the time
1: i have no time <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> the only i i work day and night and i sleep about four or five hours a day okay and, and I, uh, except for when my wife wants to do something, I drop everything.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's the most important thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, dude, I I don't know. Do you edit your shows too? Like.
1: Uh yeah, there's some show. Most of them, I I am doing just the editing and and publishing, um, but. Uh, there are a few shows, like there's one that I'm relaunching actually this week <laughs> that I haven't done for a couple of years, that I don't even do the editing. I set up a, a template inside of um, uh, Audacity, and I just send the file to the lady who helps me.
0: Okay. Well, I, yeah, I could see you know that would make things a little bit easier and less time-consuming uh, on that yeah. aspect. I remember the first uh, – First time me and my buddies recorded something, and then I thought, well, that was pretty easy. I spent an hour, hour and a half just chatting about stuff, <laughs> and then right. I laid the files out in front of me on my computer, and it took me—I uh, want to say like eight to ten hours just to figure out how what <laughs> I was doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, and what's funny is—is is the it's not funny, but. Uh, I do video editing too, and, and I have for a long time, and the people, the hosts who are good and who do a tight show, you can edit usually in about, I don't know, probably 50% over what the show length is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but in the ones where there's lots of ums and, oh, hold on, let me let me say that again, <laughs> uh, you could take four or five times the length of the show yeah. to edit. It.
0: Yes, so that's that's kind of how it was when we started. I mean, it was yeah. been six, probably six hours per episode. Now, especially <laughs> with this one, this one's so easy to edit. It takes me yep. 30 minutes to edit the episode and throw it out there as long as everything like, during the recording goes smoothly. Excellent. But it's a monster. I, I mean, editing, recording and editing a podcast itself is a monster. And then on top yep. of that, like you do, um, you're a marketer. Like so managing social media itself is yet another full time job. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think people best. understand like how much time goes into that. Especially if you want to be successful.
1: Right. And that's why I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one that pays the bills. And and what I do is I'll go to a client. And I will lay out exactly, step-by-step, here's what you need to do. Here's how you get yourself noticed on on Google because that's really all that matters. Uh, And it's all through content marketing, right, and social media and sharing and doing all these things. And I'll lay it out step-by-step and say, there you go. That's free. (laughs) And then, you know, a week into it, they go, can you help me? (laughs) Because it is work. It's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, it's – yeah, it, yeah, it's a that is a monster. How did you get involved with
1: that? Well, uh, you know, I've been I've been online with tech since the DARPA Net. When, don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that that was the precursor of the internet. Okay, uh, when it was just on uh u- university mainframes were the only ones in the world connected, and. um uh, so, being that I was involved from the ground floor, when new things came out, you know, I'm—I've had ADD, although we didn't have diagnoses for that then. <laughs> I've had it forever, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Let me check it out, <laughs> and and I continue to do that.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> it, it seems like you've got such a history um, with tech and and. In- computers and knowing your ways around the internet and social media itself, uh, I kind of
1: envy that. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Well, yeah, it's envious, I think, the knowledge, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, I I earned that, but it's probably not very envious to be inside my brain with all that stuff floating around all the time.
0: (laughs) Constantly going? Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. So, the podcast... You got shows that you do. You are a uh, marketing consultant and you're an author and a board game designer and a dad. Like when you said you had 15 shows, I mean, to me, that's overwhelming on top of everything (laughs) else that you
1: do. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm amazed, man. I am amazed at, at that.
1: Well, it it's not that amazing. It's it's a lack of focus, I think, more than anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, let me try this.
0: <laughs> the books that you've worked on, um mm-hmm. you have you have looks like a handful of books that I Yeah. Um was able to briefly look at. But the one that you pointed out to me, uh is audiobook. All I need to know I learned from my Texas High School football coach. Right. And you've had I think between you and your, your partner, your friend, it was over 80-some years of uh, football coaching together?
1: Yeah, that was a coach uh, that I wrote that with um, named Ken Purcell. He coached Texas high school football. He, he won state championships. He became an AD. He is now on Fox Sports, and, and he does live coverage games. Uh, I've games. I've known him for quite a while. He's a good um, on-air guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we were at the Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School, which is the largest convention for coaches in the world. Hmm. About, I think last year, 13,000 coaches were there. And um, and I went up to him and said, Coach, um, I love everything you were talking about. He was in a press conference for Fox Sports Southwest And I said, it's like preaching the choir. I've been preaching that stuff continually, and um, I wonder if you'd like to do a show with me. So, of course, I I made a podcast where Mm -hmm. it was just Ken Ken and Chris was the name of the show, and each week we'd talk about one of these principles taught by Texas high school football. And, you know, a season into it, we did two seasons, but a season into it, I said, you know, this would make a really good book – And he goes, well, he said, many people have told me, coach, you should write a book. And the problem is I can't write. (laughs) And I said, well, coach, I can. (laughs) (laughs) So let's figure it out. And we did. We sat down and worked on it and uh, put together what I feel is a a really good book. Just um, because I believe in not only... Texas high school football, but sports in general and all the lessons that it teaches people or kids. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up being a Dallas Cowboy fan and, and a, a fan of the NBA and all that, but now I can't stand any of those guys because they're just overpaid prima donnas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the truest form of the sport to me is still high school football because you've got a kid playing his heart out because grandma and grandpa are in the stands. He's playing hard for the kid next to him. He's not playing for a shoe contract. He's just playing for, you know, whether it's team pride or town pride or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I walk into a stadium and I still I get goosebumps every time I walk into a high school football stadium. It, it's amazing.
0: Man, I am. Um, I, I can kind of relate to what you're saying. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. Mm-hmm. i've never liked football
1: <laughs> that's okay
0: <laughs> my brother on the other hand loves it particularly college football um and they do the fantasy football uh, every year mm-hmm. with uh professional football but you talking about you know seeing kids whether they're playing for uh, school pride hometown pride um what have it i grew mm-hmm. up skateboarding and snowboarding and surfing. And and you see the people that hit that professional level. Yeah. uh, They are, um, I'm thinking of cocky, maybe a little arrogant at times. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: whereas some of these younger uh, amateur skaters and snowboarders, they're just kids, man. They want to go out there. They want to have fun and, uh, just enjoy the sport for what it is rather than enjoying it for uh, I don't know showing off to people and, and right being uh, is hottie a good word for it I'd say I don't know just having it over overwhelming pride that these kids and I would say the same with the high school football kids like mm-hmm. they're just they're, they're there to have fun
1: yeah well and, and I get that because I I've got a background in uh, competitive bicycling. And did a <laughs> oh, hold on, play. just add
0: that to the list of the <laughs> stuff that you
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna stop right
0: next. So. You're gonna tell me what you've been to the moon and uh, no, you've no, played but, at Radio City I, Music Hall, but
1: but no, I haven't. But let me blow your mind, <laughs> okay? I, I, I was at one time ranked number 13 in the world in hacky sack.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> is there video of you playing?
1: I do have video of it. It doesn't look like me. I'm a heck of a lot heavier now. <laughs> I <do have> it. <laughs> I'm
0: going to do some hefty research after this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, but, but back to the sports, right? Whether it's these individual sports like skateboarding or bicycling or whatever, you know, that's a different mentality. Once you go to team sport, it gets to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and particularly in football and, um, Football, to my knowledge, is the only sport that you can play an entire career. You can play peewee, junior high, high school, college, pro, and never touch the ball. Whereas every other sport, everybody touches the ball. Mm -hmm. So you can be the left guard, and if you're lucky, at one time, at one point in your life, somebody fumbles near you and you fall on it. (laughs) That's it. So – So it's got built in this thing that we can't win unless we're working together. Uh, Whereas you don't see that in tennis. You don't see that in in skateboarding. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about me. Look at me. (laughs) So, so yeah. uh, And the game teaches so many lessons between things like pride and poise and class and, uh, you know, just so many lessons. And. And why I think Texas is different, and I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, Texans, that's all they do is brag. Well, <laughs> uh, a couple things about that. One, it ain't bragging if it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one that's that true. Texans yeah, love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the other one um, I've heard was never ask a man if he's from Texas, because if he isn't uh, – or no, if he is, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If he isn't, why embarrass him?
0: (laughs) But But
1: uh, braggadocio aside, (laughs) uh, the um, Texas high school coaches are unlike coaches around the state or around the country in that they all have to be certified teachers. Most of them have doctorates, uh, and they are full-time educators with the school. Whereas you go to New Jersey, you go to Ohio, or wherever, it's the tire salesman, the insurance salesman who does it after work. So these these guys are vested; it's their career, and it's all about. Look, I'm I'm here to make better kids. Yes, I need to win to keep my job, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, long term is, is where they go, and you'll see you'll see uh, young coaches, it's all about the X's and O's. Oh, I'm going to go to a, a, run pass offense, or I'm going to go to a, a, you know, a run and shoot, or they're going to try some new twists they've developed. And it's all about the X's and O's, but the older coaches will tell you somewhere along the line, it always changes from the X's and O's to the Jimmies and Joe's. Mm. And it's about watching these kids later in life come back to them with their kids and and thank their coach for the impact they had on their lives and you know mm-hmm. there's so many of these kids that don't have a father figure so yeah. uh, i love that's what i love everything about it i'm a cheerleader for the sport
0: all right so we know that you're a dad obviously you are a, a biological father but it seems like you are a father to a lot of other kids like you said that don't have fathers
1: well, I I don't know. I think I think every decent person is a father or mother to the younger people in their lives. Okay, you know. So so I don't I don't know that that's anything special. It it's it's what good people do. Okay, I, I try to be a good person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that most people yeah try to be good people. And that, that is an interesting perspective on that. Out of the audio book, you know, you mentioned different characteristics, uh, discipline, mm-hmm. pride, love, poise, class. Is there a particular one that sticks out to you uh, that, that you mentioned and why?
1: I think the one that sticks out the most to me is poise. And, um, you know, because this game teaches leadership, regardless of what your position is. It teaches you to take responsibility for yourself and then in doing so, help the next guy. Um, and poise, it's a tough thing to get your head around. People are like, well, what does poise mean? Does that mean you, you carry yourself well or whatever? And there's a good example in the book that I think is probably the best one I've heard that Coach Purcell came up with. And he said, you know, Texas is big. You can drive for all day and still be in Texas. Mm-hmm. Out, out in West Texas, speed limit's 80. You can go wow. for hours and hours and hours. And you and I can be going along there. We can be listening to the radio. We can be singing. We can be talking about politicians. We can be telling jokes. We can be just, you know, telling about our families, having this great conversation for, you know, three or four hours. And we have a blowout. The car spins out of control, rolls into the ditch. I'm going to find more out, more about you out in those 15 seconds when that uh, car stops, then I will, <laughs> those three hours yeah. we sat, I will learn so much about you, how much poise you have, how you handle that situation. Do you freak out and lose your mind? Or do you go, okay, you know, let's check our systems here. Are we okay? Is everybody okay? You know, is this safe? Do we need to move something off the road? And uh, to me, that's poise. Mm-hmm. You know, what you do when the unexpected comes up.
0: Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like when you mentioned, you know, the car accident and mm-hmm. those 15 seconds, I uh, I might be that kind of person that throws my hands up in the air and just starts freaking out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have played football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So. Because in, in the game, you know, that happens on every play. Yeah. There's something, there's some guy across from you who's trying to stop you from doing what you're trying to do. And he's not going to say, here's exactly how I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to come at you from an angle you weren't expecting. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Huh. I don't know what to say. That's just, uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, really piqued my interest as far as, uh, the way that you relate different characteristics of football and how you're able to dissect it down to different feelings and different uh, actions and emotions that you see in the kids. Mm-hmm. Wow! All
1: yeah, right. Yeah, and in in there, I've got a, I've got three sections at the end of it that is specifically for the student athlete. You know, things that. He should be able to, he should expect himself to learn from this game. Uh, also a section for parents and a section for new coaches, which kind of then relates what we've been talking about in the book back to their specific situation. So th- that's where I think this book is real useful in parenting because okay. it does give a little different take on things. Like you said, it's just, it's just oh, they, yeah, that's a different way of looking at it.
0: So how does, how do you relate it to parenting without going in and giving away all the information within it?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's just when, when you're a parent, I guess you've, you've got a couple roles either, you know, I love this child with all my heart and I want to do everything I can to protect him, um, and and promote him. The other side of it is somewhere along the line, I have to teach this kid to be a responsible adult, and that requires some discipline. So so in there, we talk about both sides of that. Why why you know a good coach and those I've seen in Texas high school football, you know, fit that bill most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how they do that. How they love these kids and want everything but all the best for them but they also have to be stern taskmasters and they can't go oh i don't want to hurt his feelings mm-hmm. you know and that's 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 a thing this generation of parents has really gotten you know kind of twisted around you know there's a lot of parents who want to be their kids friends and and that's okay it right. just can't be number one goal
0: <laughs> right right I, I as you would say teacher first friend second
1: Right, right, yeah, if, your job is to deliver them to adulthood
0: if if you don't mind me asking and you can completely skip mm-hmm. this, but you how how old are your kids
1: well our our youngest just graduated from high school this okay. year, so you know, and the oldest is about six years old or none, okay,
0: so this book was released uh. On Audible earlier this year, right? When writing this, this, and, and the process of of putting it together, mm-hmm. when it was completed, was there anything for you? Uh, let's say, were you able to maybe do like a self examination of yourself, and and kind of apply everything that you had put into that book to yourself to your own personal kids or? I don't want it to sound like this is something that you know you didn't do before, but is there anything right. new that you had pulled from doing this? Like, because creating anything, there's there seems to be something that you're able to <laughs> learn from and apply to your own personal life.
1: Yeah, and that's um, I wouldn't say specifically from the book because the book took two years to write for one, mm-hmm. uh, and prior to that you know, I've run the website that started this all as a website I created called Lone Star Gridiron, mm-hmm. which just is news and information about Texas high school football. And over the past 17 years, I've run that site and gotten to know all these coaches. I do a, one of my shows I do is w- with coaches where I interview coaches. Um, and in that time, You know, I'd say over the past decade, I've really focused my personal shows that I host on coaching. Okay. And so, so yeah, out of that last decade, I've learned a ton of things that I can then turn around and quickly, you know, apply in in raising my own kids.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. One final question uh, on this particular topic. Mm hmm. Um, Because I definitely want to talk to you about your board game and and where the inspiration, I mean, obviously the inspiration probably came from you writing books and your coaching, but just kind of your nerdiness into board games. But (laughs) the question that I wanted to ask you, have you ever watched Friday Night Lights?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) No, what is that? Yeah, of course. I have. <laughs> is Eric
0: Taylor Coach Taylor is he portrayed as a as a great Texas coach?
1: He is a great representation of okay. a Texas high school football coach. There's there's a lot of bad ones out there in some of those shows. I I can't Varsity Blues head coach. Yeah. That's not a good representation. But but Eric Taylor is probably the perfect one and that's why I think still think that's that's one of my top two all-time favorite TV series. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, same here. It was one of the first series my wife and I watched when we had gotten married. and uh, All the characters are great, and I, I personally had felt that he is a great role model, and I wasn't sure if yeah. you could have related to him or if he was a relatable character at all for someone who grew up Texas in Texas uh, coaching yeah. high school football.
1: Yeah, and he he did so much uh, research and got to know so many coaches. In fact, <laughs> this might surprise you. <laughs> but, I but I was I was in a couple episodes. Of it. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I was in the movie Friday Night.
0: <laughs> okay, I saw that. The movie wasn't as captivating to me, but no,
1: no. But uh, but right. I did get to know him. You know, not like good buddies or anything. All right. Got to know him. With some various coaches because he did a ton of research meeting coaches and meeting people (laughs) who knew coaches to figure out how to play a good coach.
0: Can I ask what your role was in the show?
1: Just sideline guy. You you can't even see me. It goes by so fast. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, uh, just saying as a promo for this episode, I might cut your head out on picture and paste it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. On that. (laughs) (laughs) um all right so now that i know that well let's let's move on to your uh your board game that you've been working on how long have you been playing board games
1: well gosh you know since (laughs) since i've been playing games you know board games were all there were back in the day Mm -hmm. so uh always loved them uh obviously went off on the whole computer game thing and still deep into that, you know, my Xbox is sitting right next to me. Uh, But they've sort of had this renaissance of board games Mm -hmm. in the the last five, six years, something like that. Um, And I actually came to my partner in gridiron. uh, The guy who I guess helped me get Lone Star Gridiron started My friend Michael Wright, who I've known since junior high school, we played football together, uh, we coached together, we officiated together, we've been friends, you know, ever since junior high. Um, He came on with Lone Star Gridiron because he's a, a statistical nut. He loves numbers. He's not worth a darn at you know, writing <laughs> uh, articles and things like that. I say he's not worth the darn. He gets the stuff in there and then he hands it over to me <laughs> to make it readable. Okay. And, you know, now this, this isn't politically correct, so you can bleep it if you want. Okay. But he throws in all the numbers. Numbers are just numbers, they're not exciting. So I'll put in titles, I'll add photos, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a story from the numbers but what he calls it he he says i got all the numbers in there for you go up," and that's my role okay i go up, and uh (laughs) so i went to him you know a couple years ago and i said mike let's let's do a game you know we both love games but we both actually have computer backgrounds so i was trying to talk him into doing a computer game he's like ah that's too hard and Programming has gone past us because we used to write a ton of computer games, him and I, all sports related. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can't keep up with what's out there now. So um so I kept pushing, kept pushing, he kept denying, saying, I don't want to do it. And then I finally got the idea, I said, what about a board game? And he goes, hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) And Since he's the statistical nut, I needed him to make the kind of game I wanted because it's a stats-based game. Uh, And I said, I will figure it all out. I'll do all the graphics. I'll do the art. I'll do the field. I'll do everything we need for this game. I need you to crunch the numbers for me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, again, it was a perfect fit, and he he agreed, yeah, let's let's do it. And, And we did it as a Kickstarter last year. It funded... And then initially, well, the game is called Friday Night Legends, and it's about great, historic high school football teams. Initially, the plan was just Texas ones because we have on our website over 100 years worth of data on every team in the state. We've got all their win loss records, all, you know, coaching records, we've got all kinds of stuff out there. Um, again, that's all Mike, he's the numbers guy. (laughs) And so, you know, it funded. And then we started getting a lot of buyers after the Kickstarter who were around the country or even around the world saying, Hey, can you do, you know, Florida high school team? Can you do, you know, Ohio? And, And we're like, well, I guess we could, if we can get the numbers. And so we put some, we invested into finding how we can get those numbers. And now, now we're up to 264 teams in the library. Wow! Uh, about 120 of them are Texas, but uh, they're all over. I mean, we get tons and tons of people every week saying, "Hey, I want a new this team." You know, the 1951 Miami Jackson High School. I'm like, okay, we'll go find the their numbers.
0: <laughs> uh, it was
1: five minutes. <laughs> we'll <way> be
0: back. <laughs> right. What, so, does the game ship with those numbers and and those teams?
1: Yeah, so what you do is we will we create team sheets. Like the 1978 Sealy Tigers, a Texas team, had Eric Dickerson as a running back on it. Okay? And the um, 2015 Kerrville Tyvee team had uh, Johnny Manziel as a quarterback. Mm. So we have real stats on them. You as a coach choose to play roll the chart and it gives you the result based on their real stats. Uh, so on that Eric Dickerson team, they're going to run a lot. So you have more, uh, running plays on that Johnny Manziel team. He's going to run and pass. He's going to do it all basically though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, but he's got a much better passing game. So you've got a lot more freedom in what you're doing. And, uh, so you pick your play. The your opponent picks picks the play. You pop it down. You each roll the chart, compare, and there's your result. That's
0: that's really really interesting. Has has your kids picked up on uh, any interest in in board games as well, or is it just something that you have a passion for?
1: No, they're still they're still mainly computer folks. Okay. I mean, they, they they do like the board games. You know, there there's some other ones out there like Terraforming Mars. I've I've got them to play that. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pandemic being a, a you know, group right game. Uh, that that one, you know, you get people to play too, but uh, for the most part they'd rather be sitting online in, in two separate rooms. In the exact same place playing against each playing other, playing the same game, screaming at each yep.
0: other, <laughs> and I, I relate to that. I, I completely understand that, <laughs> right? But, um, I agree with you. There is a resurg- resurgence of board games, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, um, the group of guys that I play with, we, we probably play at least once a month, and uh. uh, we've been play we played um, pandemic recently, and I would love to try Legacy out
1: yeah
0: and then uh scythe is another game that we've been playing oh
1: yeah i played that one mike had that he's he's really big into it it's it's Uh,
0: a lot of fun and they just recently picked up the legacy version of that and unfortunately i've not been able to join them for it and then the last one we've been playing is root i haven't played that it's uh woodland it's a game yeah, I've, 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 yeah. I've
1: seen seen the write-ups I just haven't had a chance to play it I've got a group that plays every Thursday
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I tried to go but you know because I'm so busy I, right. I usually go Junior. about every other time Yeah, and then it seems like every time I go somebody wants to play my game so I end up playing my game all the that's time
0: that's pretty cool
1: yeah. <laughs> it I'm, is until until you want to play someone else's <laughs> yeah. game yeah
0: <laughs> But at least they have, like, the master instruction manual there with them.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fact, the last couple times I went, I'm like, hey, how about I be the referee and and I'll, like, roll the penalty die and let you two play. Because, yeah. you know, I'd rather you guys experience it and I'll, I'll explain rules if you need help.
0: Yeah, that's got to be a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. All right. I told you initially uh, about 20, 30 minutes long. We've reached the 30 minute mark. And, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of before we close things out, um, I am interested in, what are you and your kids playing, uh, computer wise or, or Xbox?
1: Well, on, uh, right now, uh, trying to remember, I'm doing a lot of WWE (laughs) right now. I do a lot of sports ones. Do you create your wrestler? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's half the fun. <laughs> that's actually ninety percent of the fun. It is, and that's on the Xbox One. I do that one, and I went back to GTA Five again. Okay. Um, just because I was bored and it was cheap, it was like twelve dollars or something. So I'm like, yeah, I'll play that again. <laughs> um, and then um, I still have my original 360 because it has ea sports ncaa uh 2014 the last college one they made and that's the only place i can play it is i have to hook up the old one to do it
0: i have a i have a good friend that uh does a wvu podcast and Mm he he doesn't play games a lot his kids do but he doesn't and he is trying so hard to have have them bring back the ncaa football to console oh, there,
1: there's a facebook group i'm on that you know they're all talking about it all the time they're they spend a lot of time talking about their league that they're playing and invite people to play mm-hmm. but anytime there's any news about it coming out which it seems like every month or so there's some little article hey it's about to be come back and you know, then it ends up flaming out. There is. Um,
0: have you heard of Axis Football?
1: Um, uh, sounds familiar. I don't. Top of my head, I can't think of it.
0: So it's it's uh the American football game uh, that is developed by a independent uh, company called Axis Games. Um, <laughs> they've been doing it over the last couple of years now. I have yet to play it. Um, but it does kind of uh, give you those vibes of the old NCAA games. Although, nice. unfortunately, you know they can't get the licensing for all the teams; they have to create their own teams, which
1: right kind of stinks. Well, and that's and that's what we're talking about right now with the next incarnation of the board game mm-hmm. is to do a college level because we have the system. Obviously, we looked into licensing, and it's it's insane. Like, for one team, $100,000 a year to use that. And you have to do it yeah. for every team. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, we're not going to get the license. So, it would be, you know, if it's instead of the University of Texas Longhorns, will be the Texas cattle or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something close. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, that's that's what we're we're thinking about doing for the next version of the board game because we've had a lot of people say, "Will you please do this for college?"
0: That would definitely open up uh, a broader audience for
1: you guys. Oh yeah, definitely. It's
0: pretty cool. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on here.
1: Oh, you bet! Thank you so much for having me. Um,
0: uh, let's uh, let's give you a minute. You can tell uh, our listeners where to find you, how to keep up with you. Uh, you can promote your latest project, whatever you want. And, uh, uh, we'll close the show out on that.
1: Cool. I, um, my last name, you, you probably saw if you're, you know, were on the show <laughs> or anywhere, it, it's spelled D O E L L E, but it's pronounced daily. Mm-hmm. So, so you can find me because I have such a unique name by looking for Chris daily with that spelling on the web and, oh, nice. and I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm pretty much everywhere out there. Uh, I have a blog called writing with the window down where I do a bunch of book reviews, uh, and, um, movie reviews, whatever I come up with feeling like reviewing. Uh, and then you can find Texas high school football information at Lone star gridiron.com. The football board game, Friday night legends is at FridayNightLegends.com. Um, that's pretty much it for, for reaching me. Okay. Um, so yeah, just like I said, reach out. I'm happy to talk. And even though I have tons and tons of things going on, I love new ideas. So anybody else who's got something cool, they think, Hey, they want to bring into the world. I'm the guy. Sweet. Sweet.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And, uh, hopefully maybe in the future, I'll have you back on we can catch up.
1: You bet, you bet. I appreciate it, and I really enjoy your show.
0: Thanks, man. I, You don't know how much that means to me. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yet another great chat in the books. Chris Daly, I can't thank you enough for coming on Parent Quest to um, talk with me about what you do, about your podcasts, your board games, your your... Family life, anything, man. It was such a pleasure, and I look forward to the day to uh, talking with you again and uh, catching up in the future. As for me, you guys can follow me on Twitter at ParentQuestPod, Instagram and Facebook at ParentQuestPodcast. Head on over to Anchor, shoot me a voice message. I would love to play it on here for you, answer your questions, or help promote your show. Thank you guys very much for listening. This song is Your Hand in Mine by Explosions in the Sky. If you've seen Friday Night Lights, you've heard this song before. I can say with confidence, this week's quest has been completed.